Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. chapter number 12 with just a couple of verses to share this morning and um, appreciate the the unction of the spirit of God as I was praying this week he he laid on my heart a song and uh, it's from our hymn book and we're going to look at that song today so I don't know if I've ever done this exactly but I'm going to challenge you to have a red book near nearby and we're going to look at page number 375. But first, we're going to appeal the Word of God, and we're going to share that, and I'm going to do my best to apply these two verses of Scripture uh, to the instruction that's given to us in that song. I said this a few weeks ago concerning the Psalms. These were songs, and they're sung today. Some only sing the Psalms in certain in certain cultures, and yet... What we find is that in our red book, there's a lot of songs that were written based upon the Word of God, and that's those are the ones we want to sing. Those are the ones we want to, to use in our worship is the ones that line up with the Word of God. And I find in, in our songbook on page 375 a song that says, Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. There's four verses to it, and each one of them will have a meaning to us this morning as we apply it to the scriptures themselves. Romans chapter number 12, verse number 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Pray with us. Father, we yield ourselves today as best we know how, confessing we're but the pot and must be filled. Fill us, we humbly pray, and empty us today. May there be nothing left May it all be poured out among us. And may we be covered with its goodness. May we be strengthened, Father, by its strength. And Lord, may we as your people find ourselves obedient to do what we're instructed to do. Thank you for what you're promising here in this passage. And we pray that you would give us the clarity of mind and speech to, to share it. Thank you for the prayers of the people we earnestly covet them. Help us now as your servants to obey, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. The Apostle Paul, I believe, had a challenge for the Romans, certainly to all of us. Uh, Romans is, I guess, probably my favorite epistle in the New Testament. Uh, I love to read it. The content is rich and it's never ending. It's an endless supply of treasure to uh, the student of God's word. 
that we find toward the end of this book, this letter to the Romans, that the Apostle Paul granted a great and an urgent request. When he said, I beseech you, you find there the urgency of his request toward them. And I believe today that it's the same, that we need to beseech one another. We need to earnestly compel one another to step towards Christ in a new way, in a greater way, in, in, in a way like we've never done before. Um, I'm not referring to some fantastical methodology. I'm simply saying that we could get closer to God than we are. Thank you. Either we can or we can't, people. Either we believe that or we don't. And if we don't, we won't do it. If there's no compelling of our own soul to get closer to God, let me change it. Let me, let me, let me say it this way. We need to be better than we've ever been. Amen. I believe I can be a better servant to Christ this year than I've ever been before. I'll say amen to my own statement. I believe there is room for me to get closer to God. I believe there are things I can do that if I will yield myself to the will of God, that there are things he can do with me that he's never done before. And I believe I'm the one standing in the way of him being glorified. I'm the one standing in the way of a greater work in my life for Jesus Christ. And I want to compel us as the people of God, I want to challenge us to get up out of our seats spiritually and to say, yes, Lord, I want you to do that work in me. I need you, Father. I have people that are desperately lost. And I need to be that messenger, that witness, that person that will share with them those, those gospel truths, that good news of Jesus Christ. I need you to work in me like you've never worked before. We need you, God, to help us. Amen. We need you to help us. Now, I'm not going to stand up here and say to you that the pastor can do it all. Hey, man, if you put it all on me, it won't happen. But every one of us are a part of the body of Christ and every one of us have a particular function to which God has saved us and made us a part of that body and we are to be transformed, we are to be transfigured, we are to be sanctified by the working of the Holy Spirit and we should be getting better as pertains to his call. We shouldn't be going the other way. Right, We shouldn't be dwelling in our homes thinking of ways or excuses or things that will get us out of doing what it is that God's called us to do. No, there needs to be a greater working in my spirit, in my heart, that when I awake every day, I say, yes, Lord, what do you want me to do? And how can I do it? Empower me today to be a witness for Jesus Christ that we might see the kingdom of God uh, ex- ex- exalted in this present world that we might see people come to know who Jesus Christ truly is. I wonder today how many of us are simply praying God send them in and yet we're not saying unto God send me to go bring them in. How many of us are willing to say I'll go 
into the highways and the hedges and I will compel my neighbor. I will compel my friends. I will compel my family. I will tell them that Jesus loves them. I will share with them the gospel that Christ loves them and will help them. How many of us will be willing to go into the world and share with them that we live or we are able to assemble in a place where the Spirit of God is free? A place where the Spirit of God is worship is brought to worship and where we obey the Spirit of God. And when during the singing we experience God and in the preaching we experience God and in the praying we experience God, should not this be the good news we tell this world? Should not we be the ones willing to go and tell it? I find this, this compelling of the Apostle Paul to be something of a great earnestness. He recognized the importance. He said, I beseech you, brothers, <laughs> by the mercies of God. I'll tell you right now, by the mercies of God, I pray that every one of us would be awakened today, that we would receive in our own spirits an awareness that there is work to be done and there are things that must be accomplished for Christ. There is a job to do. There is a, there is a battle to be fought. There as soldiers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be equipped and yet active in our duty, doing what it is that God has called us to do. The Apostle Paul would refer it to it this way, that these things, friend, are a reasonable service. I fear that some are not even doing the simplest of things, that there are some of us that are not even involved. We're not even engaged in the things of God. We find a thousand excuses of why we can't help or can't do or can't be a part of or can't serve, and all of these things are meaningless when it comes to, when it comes to eternity. When, when, when you stand before God, hear me now, when you stand before God, it's not going to be about how many TV shows you got to see, right? Those will likely be the things we're judged for. Those will be the things that are given to us against our account that we will suffer loss for because we wasted precious time when God could have been molding us, making us, using us, creating for himself a people that will share the gospel with the world. We have great needs today. And I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you this morning, not tomorrow, not tonight, I'm asking you this morning to commit yourself, right? To do what the apostle was trying to get the Roman people that would read this to everyone that would hear this, that by the Spirit of God you would be compelled today to take a step toward Christ. You keep doing the same things, guess what? You get the same result. You cannot expect any different. You cannot expect the power of God to be loose among us until you're the one willing to be the conduit of God's power among the people of God until you're willing to say, it's me, O Lord. It's not my neighbor. It's not my brother. It's not my husband. It's not my wife. But it's me, God, that's crying unto you for help. I need you. I need you to help me. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, every precious child of God today, hear me. I beseech you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies this morning a living sacrifice unto him. A living sacrifice. One that is not dead but is fully capable of squirming off in an altar which is often what happens. It's often the result of 
the sacrifices that we bring unto God is that in its living, we allow ourselves to, to weasel out of what it is God has called us to do. We, we, we wrestle against those things of God because they're contrary to the flesh nature. I'm beseeching us as the men and women of Christ today that we yield ourselves to the working of the Holy Spirit and that he allow us to become closer than we've ever been. I assure you, as we get closer to God, we become smaller and he becomes greater. It's one thing to look at a mountain off in a distance, but when you stand at the bottom of the mountain and you look straight up, you see yourself as small then. I want you to know that our God is greater than anything else. And that this morning, that we not simply take the word of God as the reproof it is meant to be, the correction that is it, that it is intended, but we also find encouragement that God ain't give up on us. Does anybody care about this church? Does anybody want to make sure the doors are opened every Sunday morning? What about Sunday night? Anybody care? Anybody care whether or not there are people in attendance on Wednesday night? I'll tell you right now, it's not about a commitment just to a body. That's part of it. Don't get me wrong. You made a covenant with God, and God made a covenant with you. You made a covenant with this church, and you made it before the holy God. And I want you to know, it's better not to have made a vow and broke it than to make one and break it. You're better off not to make a vow at all than to make a covenant that God observes. And then break it. I think there's work for us to do. I think there's a commitment level that if we'll be honest with ourselves and we'll judge ourselves as the Bible says to do and we'll look in the mirror introspectively long enough and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal those parts that are missing, what we'll find is we ain't tens. We way farther down the list than that. Now I can't fault God. I tell you right now, he's better than me than he is anybody. He's good to me. He's gracious to me. I tell you, I ain't missed a meal. I'm still living in a comfortable place. Amen. Got heat and cool. I'm still able to drive some kind of vehicle. God's been good concerning those kind of things. But I tell you, greater than that, my God blesses me with his Holy Spirit every single day. He is near me. He never fails me. And inside of me is the active Holy Spirit, brother, that abides forever. Oh, I've got to praise him. I've got to honor him today. But I tell you, in light of all he's done for me, I've not done very much for him. I've not done very much for him. All I got to do is measure what he's done with me and suddenly mine diminishes to, amen, what something in my own mind might have been significant. It is insignificant when I look at it in comparison to what the Lord Jesus does for me just one day. So I'm going to beseech you without any guilt to Paul at all. I'm going to beseech you by the mercies of God this morning without any reservation that you can do it or can't do it. I'm going to beseech you this morning from the bottom of my heart and say to you that our time is quickly running out. Now you can make up every excuse you want to, but none of them are going to float in eternity. 
When you stand before God, why don't you play it over in your own mind what you're going to tell God when you stand before the judge of all glory and he asks you why you didn't support his work, why you didn't live for him, why you didn't go to church, why didn't you keep your commitments, why didn't you witness to the lost? What are you going to say when you stand before the judge of glory? Have stuff to do. You reckon that'll hold any water? Your little stuff to do was all about your flesh, probably. Your little stuff to do was about your list. Your stuff to do was about your priorities. Your stuff to do was about you. And it wasn't about God. It's about time, ain't it, that we awake spiritually and recognize that we've got work to do. So I'm going to beseech you. I'm going to beseech you by the mercies of God. Please, Lord, be merciful today and help us. I'm going to beseech you by the mercies of God that you do this one thing this morning, that you present yourself a living sacrifice. Alive, but yielded. God don't need a dead one. God don't need anything dead, by the way. And anything affiliated with the Lord Jesus Christ, by the way, can't be dead. He's life. And there ought to be life in you. I believe today that we have an opportunity to present ourselves this morning. Amen. To make a conscious decision that I'm going to step out for Christ and I'm going to be willing. Now, I can't tell you today what he'll do. Right? I don't have any idea what he'll do for you. But I believe he can do for me things he's never done before if I'll just yield and say, yes, Lord. I believe he can open up doors for me that I've never been through. I believe he can let me preach in places I've never preached before. I believe he can create circumstances that allow me to do what it is he's called me to do if I'll just yield myself and lay myself on the altar and say, yes, Lord, I am willing to do what you want me to do. And if I'll get clean with God and let him pull from me all of those hindrances that do not matter, brother, we'll see things happen. I'll beseech you. To present yourselves a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God. Now the only thing that you can present to the Father that is holy and acceptable is the inner man. Your flesh will never be right. In your flesh, it will never be something offered unto God. I'm talking about the inner man. I'm talking about that which he has saved and sealed until the day of redemption. You do realize that that is something he purchased. And according to the word of God, you are not your own anymore. So I'm going to challenge you today that if you are making decisions that are contrary to the spirit of God concerning the inner man, you are in violation of the Holy Spirit's work in your own life. And that, my friend, is sin. It's sin. There ain't but one thing to be done for sin, and that's to repent of it. That means to turn from it. And in order for us to turn, we're going to have to yield our bodies a living sacrifice, which is our reasonable service. Our reasonable service. Now, what I could say, right, I suppose if all it was about was making Matt feel good, I could come in here this morning and just preach you some kind of prosperity thought. Right, and pat you on the back and say, you're going to be all right, son. 
Don't worry about it. But here's what I'm going to tell you. There's life and death at stake here. You mind my words because I'll tell you right now, we're going to stand before God and he's going to look you in the eye and they say, there people went to hell because you didn't tell them. Believe it. He said, if I didn't warn them, the blood would be on whose hands? You think he was kidding? You think that was just some arbitrary thought he had that he might or might not apply in judgment? You better listen to me. There are things that we could be doing that we are not doing. And you know why we're not doing it? Because we don't want to do it. That's why we don't do anything. It's because we don't want to do it. I'm asking God today. I'm asking him right now by his mercies. <laughs> oh, he doesn't have to fool with us, friend. He doesn't have to be merciful to you and I. He doesn't have to do what he does for you and me. And yet by the mercies of God, here he is one more time reproving and asking us to get right with him that we might be alive in this dark world. I say that's the reasonable thing he could ask of me considering he's all all that he's done to save my unworthy soul. I'd say that's the very least he could ask of me. You say, preacher, I've got a different circumstance. I can't do this or I can't do that. Take that up with God and quit telling me. You got a problem? Tell him about it. You know what he'll do? He'll change your circumstance. I got serious with God. I've told this before. I got serious with God and I said, I can't do it like this no more. I need you to change something in my life so that I can do what I know I need to be doing. And that specifically was pray. I was tied to a plant 50, 60 hours a week. It controlled everything that I did. And when I got serious and said, God, I don't know what else to do. There ain't no more hours in the day. And I ain't getting it done for you. And he shut the plant down for me, made me unemployed. And I thank him every day for that. I was unemployed for about 30 days, and then he sent me on a new journey. And I ain't ever been tied to a plant again. And I want you to know that was an answer to my prayer. That's how he answered it. You ask God, you say, God, I ain't able to do for you what I want to do because my job's getting in the way. You know what he's fixing to do? He's fixing to help you. Time out, preacher. I don't want him to help me there. You ain't serious yet. I'm telling you right now, God doesn't ever do anything in my life that ain't for my good. Everything that he works for me, either you believe this or you don't. You can stand there and say, I believe Romans 8, 28, but you lie. Because you ain't willing to pray, God, whatever it takes to make me the, the servant I need to be, you do that. Change my life, turn it upside down, whatever you need to do. But I'm fixing to stand before you in judgment. Any day now, he could call my name. I'm going to stand before you and look into your holy eyes. Name. What am I going to offer God? An excuse. An excuse. I'm somehow going to tell God, well, you know how it is. I had too much wood to split or too many fish to catch. You know how it is. 
I didn't have time for you on Sunday morning. I didn't have time for you on Sunday night. I didn't have time for you on Wednesday. I'm just hit or miss. You know how it is, God. It's okay, ain't it? You reckon it is? Are we fool enough to believe that somehow God's up there grading on some kind of curve? I want you to know right now, we better get right with God. Do you want to see people saved? Do you, how about our own people getting right with God? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, I beseech you that today, not tomorrow, you present your bodies, your bodies, a living sacrifice unto him, holy, acceptable, which means you're going to have to get right today and present your your bodies before him, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I'm not asking something of you you can't do. I'm not requesting you to do something that you don't have the power to do. Amen. You are equipped by the Holy Ghost in you to do everything need be done right now, today, not tonight. You have the ability right now to do what God wants you to do. And so he said, be not conformed to this world. I'm afraid that's where most church members are today. They've conformed to the world. They've adjusted their lives and their lifestyles to conform to what the world says is appropriate, adequate, or expected. I'm going to challenge you today that my Lord has different expectations of your life. I'm going to challenge you today to understand that that the Lord Jesus has a perspective that is completely holy and that everything you do in your life is to be measured to what the cross is all about. Listen, if if what I do on a daily basis doesn't line up with the will of God, you know what I need to be willing to do? The hard thing. I need to be willing to lay it down on that sacrificial altar and say, God, I don't need this in my life. This is keeping me from you. This, Lord, I commit to. Let me ask yourself the question. Is there anything that you absolutely have to do each and every day? I got to go to work. Got to go to work every day. All right? Nothing wrong with that. That's admirable. We're supposed to work. By spread sweat of your brow, you earn your bread. Is there anything that we have to do for God every day? Well, he's given us several. My question to you is, are they always the last ones to be considered? Right? We will get up and go to work. But there's many a time that we won't do anything for God because it is inconvenient. It it is contrary to the flesh nature. And these are things that if we don't nail those to the cross, And we don't allow him to change us. He said, be not conformed to this world, but you be transformed. I want you, if you look in the New Testament, you'll find in the book of Matthew when Jesus was transfigured. That is the same same Greek word used here for transformation. 
When Jesus was transfigured and rose up, what he's saying to us is, is by that invisible power that abides within us each and every day, we are not to be conformed to the wickedness of this world, but we are to be changed by the power of God in us to be more like him to do the things that he has asked us to do. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, the washing and regeneration of the Holy Spirit. There's all kinds of things that work in our life through the Holy Spirit today. It's active. You heard the message Wednesday night. It's active. The Holy Spirit is not passive in our lives. It is active. And you can tell me or, or not, but I can assure you today, what I believe is, as you sit there this morning, the Holy Spirit's not just twiddling his thumbs and say, oh, well, this one don't need nothing. I almost guarantee you that in every heart and every life, there's something going through the mind and heart right now. There is something that the Holy Spirit is bringing to you. There is something you're having to think about. There is something that you are wrestling with. And part of what I'm hearing, you can't hear it because you're wrestling so hard internally because God has put his finger on something in your life that needs to be dealt with, crucified, put away, shared apart, something done so that Christ can get glory from your life. I beseech you, brethren, tomorrow but today, to present your bodies a living sacrifice. Turn with us now. This will be the strange part of the service, but turn with us now to page 375 in the red book. You say, how in the world do you get some of these things? Through prayer. (laughs) That's how it happens. As As I am weeping before God the Holy Spirit will put something on my heart and then he'll lead me here and, and, and I found in the words of this song a prayer it's what it is it is a prayer to be quite honest most of the psalms that we read that David wrote they were simply prayers that he sang they were prayers I found in the red hymn book page number 375 a prayer that I believe each one of us could pray. And I'm going to go through this quickly because there's four points in it. There's four verses and there's four points at least. It's not exhaustive. There could be more. But I want you to look at this. Verse number one, have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Now look at what he says. He says, mold me and make me. You see that? Thou art the potter, Let me get it right. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will while I'm waiting, yielded and still. Now, what have we been preaching about this morning? Romans chapter number 12. He said, present your bodies a living sacrifice unto God, which is your reasonable service. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. We have have no question about what Jesus Christ did as he knelt in the garden of Gethsemane and his sweat became, as it were, great drops of blood as he agonized, unlike anyone has ever agonized before or since. The Lord Jesus agonized over the cup that he must drink from and he said, Father, but not my will, but thine be done. He gave us the supreme example in that that he in the flesh surrendered himself and became yielding to the potter to be molded and made into what he must be for God. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. Do you believe that? Thou art the potter. You're the potter. 
Let me say something. If you are the clay in the hand of the potter, guess what the potter does to clay? He molds it. He molds it and he makes it into things that accomplish his purpose. Now, I believe that God has a purpose in your life. I believe that he has a cause, a mission, a will concerning you specifically and the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I believe that he wants as the potter to take you in his hands and he wants to mold you and to make you into the very thing he gets glory from. Have thine own way, Lord. But it'll start with, it'll start with me. Mold me and make me after thy will. While I am waiting, yielded and still. Preach on that for a while, but I'm not going to, right? You understand the concept here is that what the Lord wants to do with you today is he wants, to, he wants to attack those things in your life that are not purposeful for the kingdom of God. And he wants to smooth those edges out. He wants to create a greater capacity within you, within the vessel itself, to receive and hold and to distribute the spirit of God and word of God. He wants to make you something that brings glory to Christ. The only way that will ever, ever happen is when I become yielding and still. I believe this. Thou art the potter, Lord. I am just the clay. That's all. My prayer to God this morning is that you mold me, that you make me after thy will. What do you want from me, Lord? Listen, people, there is nothing more important than the will of God accomplished in through us. But the only way that's going to happen, hear me now, is that we become yielded that right? That's willing. What Paul say? He said, I want you to present, give to God your bodies. A living sacrifice. And he's willing today to get on this altar and say, Lord, I've made a mess of this, but here I am yielded. I'm saying whatever you want, whatever your will is for my life. I don't have any more time to waste. I need you to mold me right now and make me after thy will while I'm waiting, right here waiting, yielded and still. I need you to make me what I need to be. You say, preacher, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to do that this morning. I'm willing to make a commitment to God that could cost something to me. It, it, when he molds me and makes me, it, it may mean he tears a handle off my cup because that handle was, was not right or maybe it's been deformed by my work. Whatever the cause, I, here's what I can tell you. When I become yielded and still, it means I am giving him full right 
to do whatever he wants to do. And by the way, I've already said it once, but you are not your own anymore. It shouldn't be that I have to yield. He owns me anyhow. He bought me. All of me. He bought me. I'm his. But by giving man a will, we have to, we have to yield. We have to say, yes, Lord, I, need, I want you to do that to me. That's number one. I need to make me what I need to be. Number two, look at the second verse. Again, how does he start? He says, have thine own way, Lord. Again, he says, have thine own way. Well, we'll get right when we start saying it. Have thine own way. Search me. Huh? Here comes, here comes some of the hard stuff. Search me. And try me, Master, I pray. Help me, Master, today. Whiter than snow, Lord, wash me just now. As in thy presence, humbly I bow. The second verse, I believe, is to remind us that not only do we need the Lord to make me, but I need the Lord to forgive me. I need the Lord to cleanse me. I need him to purify in my heart. One of the writers would say it like this. He said, create in me, right? The psalmist said, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew within me a right spirit. He was acknowledging that sometimes in my life are things that are contrary to the will of God. Lord, I need you to forgive me. I need you to search me. I need you to try me, Lord. I need you to help me right now. I need you to wash me whiter than snow. I need you to cleanse me and purge me and make me what I need to be. Lord, make me, but also forgive me. Verse number three, have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Wounded and weary. Help me, I pray. This is a prayer now. Help me, I pray. Power, all power, surely, Lord, is thine. Touch me and heal me, Savior divine. We need him to make us what we need to be. We need him to forgive us and to make us what cleanse us, make us white as snow. But number three, we need him to heal us. He started that particular verse by saying, wounded and weary. Help me, I pray. There's a bunch of you this morning that feel wounded and weary, both. You feel beat down and run over. You feel like you've been drugged behind the whole thing for the last 10 months. May I say to you today that we can cry out unto God. We can say, help me, Lord. And I believe today he's a present help in the time of need. Wounded and weary, help me. Help me. We need him to touch us. We need him to heal us this morning. We need him to speak deep into our soul and and to account for those things that we have long left hidden from God. We need to allow him to touch us and heal us, to to make us what we need to be. His power is surely true. It is power 
And it is power that can help us. Last verse. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Hold over my being absolute sway. Fill me with thy spirit till all shall see Christ only. Always living in me. All right, you find in verse number four ultimately the the mission. Ultimately, that is the extreme, that is the, the purpose to which all of the first three have occurred. Make me, forgive me, heal me. All of these things are a yielding unto God, presenting your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. A yielding to not be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the power of his Holy Spirit daily in his word. All of these things meant to bring us to that final place. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Hold over my being absolute sway. What sways you today? I'm afraid whatever wind the enemy sends through our camp knocks our ship off course. No, what he's saying in this prayer is, is he's saying, no, Lord. He said, hold, you hold over my being absolute sway. Meaning, I don't want anything to cause my course to veer. I want absolute control to be accomplished by the Holy Spirit in me for you. Hold, Lord, over my being. I need you to make me. I need you to forgive me. I need you to heal me. But Lord, when those are done, when I have yielded to you, then hold over my being absolute control. In every circumstance, I want you to lead and guide every step that I take. Fill me with thy spirit. If you're born again, that's already occurred. But I think what the writer here was praying for was a freshness of God's spirit in them. If you've been born again, the Spirit of God abides in there, but what's in its way? What's keeping the Spirit of God for actively working in your life as it ought and should be doing? No, here the writer in whom I don't even have his name. It says AAP. I don't know who wrote this. But I can tell you what I, I can tell you what I think about him. I can tell you that he, it was a person who absolutely understood that there was stuff that we need to be doing and I'm the problem, it's not being done. And that he simply starts his share and he says, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Hold over my being. Absolutely.
absolute sway. Feel Fill me, Lord, with a newness of your spirit, a refreshing of your spirit. Fill me with the power of all power. Fill me with thy spirit. Fill with thy spirit till all shall see. Now we've come to the point. Till all shall see Christ only. But always living in me. Come get a song. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, I beseech you, brethren, sisters, I beseech you by the mercies of God. Can you do that? Yes, by the authority of, the, of God's holy word and his holy spirit, I can beseech you through the mercies of God and say to you without reservation that if you're, really, if you're ready to get clean with God, he's fixing to clean you up. He's fixing to do what needs to be done in you. I, by the authority of God's word, I can tell you that. It's his promise to you, Alfred, that if you'd confess your sins, that he was faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Some of this stuff we're doing is unrighteousness. Some of these ways that we're living, some of the attitudes we're holding, some of the actions we're performing, these are things that are simply unrighteousness in the eyes of God. And yet he's willing to cleanse you of that right now this morning, today, not tonight, not tomorrow, but he is willing to deal with you today. I presume. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you would present yourselves now, today, a living sacrifice, holy holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Be ye transformed by the power of Christ that lives in you. Be ye transformed by the word of God that ever abides and is our manna, our food, our daily bread. Be transformed by walking in the spirit and not in the flesh. The question is, what will we do? What are you going to do with it? What do you want to do? Because right? I can tell you right now, you ain't going to get right till you want to get right. You're not going to get honest with God until you say, I want to be honest with you, God. I want you to hold over my being absolute sway. I want you to fix me, heal me, change me, purge me, everything that I need. I need you to help me right now. I need you. I need you to have your own way in me. As we sing. If you're here this morning and you need the Lord, would you make a commitment to God today that is greater than you've ever made? Would you be willing today to bow before him and say, Lord, I, can, I, I believe I can get closer to you. I believe there's things you can do with me you've never done before if I'll just get willing. If I'll just be willing. Is it scary? Yeah. May you have to do some things that you're not comfortable with? I guarantee it. But if you'll just put it out there, you'll walk on water before you know it. 
If you'll just trust in God, you'll see things you've never seen before. I beseech you, brethren, if you pray, come pray with us.